Welcome to Things That Will Help with Buffy Barfoot. This podcast explores what it's like to be human and how to find tools to feel clear, grounded, and happier. The weekly theme will be simple as well as rich and something you can apply to your real life. The human stories ahead do not negate the hard or the dark, but rather point to the lighthouses along the way. This is Buffy. Today I'm sparked to talk about how to be a good steward, even if nobody's watching you do it. This episode started brewing in me when I listened to a story about a man in Spain who's a funeral director, and his name's Martin. And he has become a steward for the dead in such a profound way. And I'm just going to tell you the, the, the barest bones of this phenomenal story, and I encourage you to listen to it in the podcast of The Daily. I'll put it in the show notes for you because they did such a beautiful job at telling it. There are bodies that regularly wash to the shore of Spain, mostly coming from Morocco and some other countries in Africa. And most of the time, these bodies are not easily identifiable. And Martine, basically for years has taken it upon himself to take the clothing or the personal items, the jewelry, whatever's left on these human bodies. And he takes these personal items and he travels to Africa and he goes from village to village and he tries to find the families of these people who have died trying to cross into a better life. And he's devoted to seeing this through even without the financial support to make it worth his while or even just to break even. And he continues to be a steward for these people who would otherwise just be forgotten and their families would never have proper closure. And I just kept thinking about Martine for days and days after I listened to this podcast And this idea that nobody was counting on him. Nobody was watching him or expecting this cycle to be completed. But he knew, he knows how important it is. And that he just can't let these people die this way, unidentified, without the dignity of their families putting them to rest somehow. And so he just keeps doing it and they continue to wash to shore and he continues the painstaking stewardship of taking these personal items that they have or their clothes across the ocean to find this final piece of their story. And this kind of stewardship, I think, is is especially remarkable when the world, and in his case, the Spanish government, doesn't really care if it happens or not. We're living in a world right now that it's so easy and expected for us to just move on 
to go to the next thing, to not see things through. And I think it can lead to such apathy and this feeling of nobody else is doing it, so why should I? You know, it's too hard to do that. That's too complicated. Why should I see that through? That is so often what we tend to do. Being a steward of something is when we choose to be to be bigger than our own little galaxy, our own little sphere. I used to watch my granddaddy fix things. He would take apart radios or clocks or whatever was broken, and he would take it out to his shop in the garage, and he would investigate. He would tinker with it to see if he could understand it, to see if he could make it better. We don't do that anymore. If it doesn't work, we buy a new one. We throw it away. Don't understand it, we get a different one. Part of being a steward of something is to try and understand its inner workings. And that takes slowing down. It takes being willing to be inconvenienced, to troubleshoot, and to to read the directions, to read your intuition, even to go past the directions to a space of wonder and to try and find a remedy. That's part of stewardship. To learn how to make something better instead of just throwing it away with impatience. We've grown so impatient and so immediate as humans. And we so often have the expectation that somebody else will clean up the mess. So what I've been thinking about the last few weeks is not only leaving things just as I found them, but leaving things better than I found them, like Martine. My mother, whose name is Vivian, my kids call her Vivi, she's given my children so many books, like hundreds of children's books, over the course of their life. And they have this really special library that she's built them. And and some of the most beloved books are starting to fall apart. And so we tape them. We repair them. And we talk to the kids about how to be more gentle with these books. And they're not thinking about the legacy, but I am. I'm thinking about when they pass these books down to their kids one day and tell their children about their Vivi. Stewardship has to do with repairing things in order to make them last and in order to maintain their legacy in some certain way. A lack of stewardship can be a, a deference that is harmful This idea that you think, well, that's not mine. It's not my problem. Nobody's even going to notice. Nobody's expecting that of me. So I'm wondering if we can start to collectively shift that thinking to how, how can we begin seeing the whole and not just our individual piece of the pie and then the impact our choices have on the whole. 
I really want to slow down. And I, I, I don't want to rush anymore. I don't want to rush through things anymore. And I want to practice taking the time to let something land. When I let something land, I'm hoping that its essence and its whole lifespan can be seen or can be allowed. Giving my dad a gift was one of my favorite things to do when he was alive. It was such a ceremony. He would, he'd he'd make such a big deal about it. He would feel the wrapped package in his hands and he would weigh it and he would tilt his head and he'd pause for a really long time and he'd shake it a little and then finally after a lot of rigmarole he would open it and if it was a book which so many times it was the look on his face was something that I'll never forget but I'm going to always miss just had this look of just wonder on his face and he would breathe in deeply and he would lean back in his chair and he'd stroke the cover of the book and and then he did this every time he opened a book as a present he would crack it open and then he would hold it up to his face and he would smell it he would just take the biggest breath in with his nose right in the book and he would close his eyes and he would almost inevitably say, mm, that smells so good. <laughs> and I think of my dad as a steward of books and of artistry, but also of making the everyday moments like that deeper and more magical. At least that's the way that I remember it. He could make something ordinary seem seemed so profound and he was able to slow down the ordinary so that he could hold it that way. And I've been thinking about ways to apply this. I wonder if we were, were really able to take our time with the things that we purchased, like really research the impact and the source, and the manufacturers, and the company's mission. And we really kind of dug into the places that we, we put our money. If we took, to, took the time to really clean up our choices, even the ones that aren't visible to other people, and we really examined our lives in this way, how different they would look and how good we would feel about that. in terms of being stewards of what we place value on and how we take something very ordinary and make it into something really profound and special. Another something I think we can do that's fairly simple is to take care of people's homes when we stay there. We can leave it better than it was leave fresh flowers or a beautiful handwritten note when we leave. Tell them what we loved about their place. Write them a note about that. Even if you paid to stay there, teach your kids how to do this. Be an example of this so that they see it. 
clean something that wasn't clean when you got there. The nourishment to the world that comes from doing this moves out in concentric circles. It ripples out and it makes other people's day easier and brighter and more magical. Just that simple thing. And then what happens is they become more likely to keep moving it out and doing that for somebody else. Stewardship, of course, is part of this. It's taking very good care of something. And the stewardship of relationships. (laughs) You know, sometimes I read a post that someone writes and it just stays with me for days or weeks. And then I'll finally realize that it's sticking with me because usually there's something inside of it that I really want to learn or want to install in my life in some way. So I just keep thinking about it. A few months ago, my friend Julie posted a story about her son, Finn, who is three years old. And and this story just hasn't, um, it hasn't left my consciousness. I think about it almost every day. And this is what she wrote. Over the past 18 months, we have built a relationship with our amazing garbage collector. Every Wednesday morning, we start the day by saying hello and thank you to Dean. It started with waving, and each week the level of connection grew. From waving to beeping and unexpected gifts for Finn. Now he stops and shows him how the claw works. One time we were away and he brought our trash barrels in for us. These are the moments that help me to remember the magic, especially when life gets hard. That's what Julie wrote. Um, and it there there is this really beautiful picture of her son, Finn, at the window waving to the garbage man, Dean. And I just kept thinking about Finn and Dean and how life is better when we slow down to talk to people and get to know them past their job, past the obvious part of their story. And then we really get to the next layer. And that, of course, is being a good steward. And how Finn's parents, Julie and Matt, decided and were willing to slow things down and lean into something that they were noticing starting to develop and how they became From that noticing, they became ushers of connection. And man, parents of little kids, it is what we point to. They are looking at what we point to, what we place value on. That is what they are looking at. Not quantity. How much you have of something or how much you've clocked in. Focusing on the quality of moments is so much about good stewardship and what happens when you allow yourself to veer off that prescribed path because the magic is on the side of the road so often. It's on the side of the road. This life we have is so temporary. It's so temporary. Our life, our time here. And I am feeling so much more of a call to do fewer things more thoroughly, to finish one one thing well, to do it right and do it all the way, 
even if nobody's looking or following around behind me, to finish one project well until it's full and complete before becoming distracted and sort of veering off to something else. So to sort of make it a bullion cube for you, slow down, leave things more beautiful than when you first arrived, do fewer things more thoroughly, foster connection wherever you can, finish things, and be a part of putting the story to rest if that's in your hands, like Martine. Even if nobody knows you're doing any of this, and even if nobody seems to care, do it anyway. For the pure wholeness that it allows. And know that in some way you've contributed to making the world more ordered and more whole. And the tinkering part. (laughs) Because I know that it's old-fashioned and things now are sleek and slick and new and have a speed to them. And I know that tinkering is dusty and it's antique, sort of. But I think it's stewardship at its finest because when we tinker, we discover. And when we discover, we learn how to restore. And when we learn how to restore, we make things whole where they were broken. If we're, if we're going to be stewards of the planet, we have to take care of her, even when that means we are individually inconvenienced. If we're going to be stewards of justice, then we have to continue to unpack our privilege and stand up vocally and regularly for those who need justice. If we're going to be stewards of this land, then we have to understand the true story of how it was acquired, and we have to say the names of the people that it was stolen from. If we are going to be stewards of history, we have to tell the truth, including all of its darkness. We have to tell the truth to ourselves, to other people, and especially to these children coming up. If we are going to be stewards of our own body, then we have to start treating ourselves with care and love and less critique. And like sweet little Finn, if we are going to be stewards of relationship, we have to slow down and see people and their stories behind, behind just what's on the surface of them. We have to build bridges of connection and we have to care more about how many people we wave to than how many boxes we check today. All right, I want to give you one last story. This morning, I sat down to read a poem and I have this new rule and and this was ushered in by my my dearest friend E, who taught me this. Always, every morning, poetry before email, without fail. That's what she does. She told me about it, and that's now what I do. Such a good rule. So I have this blue chair, 
it sits in the corner of my bedroom and it's surrounded by windows, big windows. And there's so much light in this corner. And next to the chair, there's this small table that has on top of it a stack of books. And they're mostly poetry books and, and mixed in. There's a couple of, of others. Um, but all the books on the table are um, just like small little nuggets of writing on each page. So they're not like novels or or books that you read in order. All of them are books that you don't have to read linearly. So you can just flip to a page and read the poem or the little nugget and then set it set it down. And so I have vowed to sit in that little chair every day, if only for the length of one poem. And up until recently, the chair has been purely decorative. And I love the way it looks by the window, but I just never really sat in it much. I don't really sit down that much. Um, And the books that I had on the table, that I still have on the table, have always faced title out so that you can see the titles when you look at the corner. And I would just look at the whole situation and smile and I would think, oh, that's such a good corner. It's got good poetry, good light, a soft chair. It just made me happy looking at it. And I would do that. I would look at it and then I would rush to all the things that I have to do in a day. Well, with my new rule that I sit down in the chair to read poetry before email, the books, when I sat down in the chair, the books aren't facing the right way. So I couldn't see the titles from my view in the it, actually in the chair because it hadn't been lived in and used that way. And so as I move that ritual from decoration to truth and to embodied truth, I realize that that is a part of good stewardship too. To be a steward of our own life, then our life has to be lived and not just performative. It's never enough to buy the books to sit on the table. It's never enough to perform something so that it looks like that you're embodying it or to just hope that one day you'll have time to embody it. But being a steward to your life is to really live inside your truth, no matter what the committee on the outside sees or doesn't see. You are the only one who can really know how to claim the richness that's possible in your life. And so the books are going to stay turned so that I see them. So I I see the title sitting in the chair. They are there for no other reason than that simple ritual of me slowing down to read. So that it's embodied and never performed and never put on down the road. So that's a new truth for me. Thank you for listening to these stories, for listening to this podcast and supporting this podcast. If these stories are helping you and making your life better and lighter, please consider becoming a patron of this podcast. And it is your support monthly that makes this possible. 
Um, also, check out the Spotify link in the show notes to my husband, Matt, creates a playlist to match each of these storytelling episodes. And these playlists are really, really good, y'all. They're really good. And if you have a Spotify account, you can follow things that will help and get his playlists every week for free. So much love to you. Have a beautiful day. Thanks again. Thanks again.